What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, welcome. It's episode 165 of the podcast with the long name. Make a move and the bunny gets it. Uh, Steve's just connecting to the video call. There he is. Hello there, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Thank you, mate. Yeah, just uh, had a nice bit of soup for my lunch, mate. Oh, lovely. I've just had loads of cheese. Oh, nice one. What a nice Havarti. Gouda. Cheese. Cheese, no, uh, blue cheese, a oh, some of those German, couldn't read it, right? Writing, don't know. Uh, cheddar, nice, got cheese, bud. yeah, so good. So, you've had a cheddar, you've had a Hoffenmeyer, and uh, and what, and I, what was it, Stilton or something, the blue one, it's something like that, yeah, something, uh, some, yeah, some form of blue, yeah, Aye. Um, is that the um, that's the cheesy follow up to Miles Davis's classic jazz kind of blue. Cheesy blue or whatever you just said. That was his dairy, dairy board-sponsored follow-up. Some sort of blue, yeah, yeah. Which could also, <laughs> is also a semi-archaic, blue is a semi-archaic word, way of referring to, um, you know, either close to the bone or fully sexual um, things in old English parlance. You know, if someone was blue, they were, a, they were rude, like a blue comedian, you know. I always think of Bernard Manning straight away. As soon as I yeah. hear that, I see his fat little face in my head. Yeah, as soon as yeah. I hear blue comedian. Those little uh, eyes. Funster. Those evil little eyes twinkling out <laughs> from his round face. Yeah, he's a foot. <laughs> Bernard Manning's a, um, a, uh, a one because he's obviously a great, great comedian, all, you know, all time great. Um, but then, you know, I don't think you could show anyone under the age of whatever our age is, <laughs> Bernard Manning. You know, there's a lot of kind of. Um, you have to you have to um, put it into context, like anything. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so yeah, that's good. Bernard Manning, right out the gate, write that down in the show notes. <laughs> or should, maybe I'll, I'll write it in North American, Bernard. Uh, let me make sure I get my North American pen. There we are. Not that one. Got loads of pens. Do you have a lot of pens? Uh, more pencils these days. Oh um, yeah, with the lad. Yeah, with the lad. And whatnot. I, I got a Parker pen from my friend about getting on for 10 years now, and it's still yeah. not run out of ink. They just never run out of ink, Parker pens. And they have Incredible. the smallest cartridges, and yeah. they never run out of fucking ink. It's, it's truly, truly a feat of engineering. It yes, truly it's is. staggering. Um, so, Bernard Manning, Bernard, Parker pens. Are there any other 
only English things that we can talk about at the top of the show. Um, no, um, but I have been doing uh, a bit of research for future YouTube videos, which I sent you before um, oh, yeah. in the BBC archive on YouTube. And I am having tremendous fun uh, rewatching it. Uh, a lot, a lot of them, particularly things like um, just just um, my old local, my old sort of local council grievances with pub landlords and things like that. So, <laughs> yeah, okay. I think they're quintessentially English things, aren't they? Just uh, yeah. like being aggrieved by local bureaucracy. I think. Yeah, uh, I think so. And again, that's what. Was that Napoleon said about the English? He said, "Oh, they're a nation of shopkeepers," and the English were like, oh, right. "Thank you very much." And he's like, "No, I didn't mean it as a compliment." And they're like, "No, no, you did, you did." <laughs> I think that just kind of set the next couple hundred years in motion. That, um, yeah, no takes you back. No tag backs. The English fundamentally, intentionally misapprehended what Napoleon, the great Napoleon. Speaking of nappy, the nappy-headed hoe himself, Napoleon. Did mm-hmm. you see the trailer? for Ridley Scott's Joaquin <coughs> Phoenix filmed on a soundstage Apple movies, Napoleon film. I've not watched it because I want to watch the film, so I don't watch... I make a conscious mm-hmm. effort now not to watch the trailers of films that right. I think I want to see um, yeah, okay. because, you know, you end up seeing the whole fucking film these yeah, days. Yeah, so. We don't any... Uh, yeah, so, it, I mean, it, it's, uh, you know... How's it looking? Is, well, how's it looking out there? I mean, you know, Whacking Phoenix is obviously... You watch anything with old Whacking, don't you? I mean, especially when he's yeah, a he's little great. lead. You know, he's he's, yeah. uh, he's he's wonderful. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It does look like it's just been filmed on a very fancy soundstage. Um, yeah. Like there's, there's scenes with, you know, revolution um, era Paris where there's people and there's cannons and buildings, but... It mm. does have the sense of like the old Spider-Man 2 game on PlayStation 2, that there is a fog just kind of in a two-block radius around everything and you'll never see more than kind of 200 yards that way or that way. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see. Obviously, it's hard to tell with old uh, Ridders, isn't it? Because uh, mm-hmm. he either makes absolute masterpiece classics or he makes good films or sometimes he just makes still good, I guess, but he, he kind of makes some iffy films, doesn't he? Yeah. It always looks good. Occasionally it's dross, but mm-hmm. it looks good though. It looks nice dross. Yeah, this I is think true. that's the thing with, with Ridders. Um, yeah. And I, I always have a lot of respect for Ridley Scott because uh, I think it was um, I think it was Sam Delaney's book actually. Um, uh, I think it's called, it's called Mad Man and whatever. That one. No, no, no. It's another one called Mashed. Uh, but oh. it's about the advertising industry and it talks about mm-hmm. Ridley Scott and he explains in that how Ridley Scott basically turned up on set and just learned every single role on set before coming a director. He just yeah. he, he wanted to know what everybody did, what a producer was doing, set designer was doing, wardrobe was doing, and everything. Learned absolutely everything. So he was in place to just sort of direct. Whereas now, you, I mean, that's, that's the thing with Ridley Scott. Um, I imagine that he's um, like Cameron and that he, they, these are directors that consider VFX supervisors and where they're at, how to film VFX shots in their films, yeah. um, as opposed to sort of a lot of um, indie directors that are given these huge budget superhero films who have absolutely no idea how to shoot VFX mm-hmm. shots and can't be bothered learning because, you know, they made some smart ass 
possibly good indie films a few years ago, but it's, yeah. it's completely different. We're not, saying, game, you know? we're not saying don't watch the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man films. <laughs> Just saying, you know, uh, that's the one that came to mind. What did he do? That Mark Webb. Didn't he do The Summer Is All Over Me or something like that? Or Get The Summer Off My Face, something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't remember who it was that, um, that directed Black... No, actually, I, I won't name the film. <laughs> uh, but you um, Black Panther then? Yeah, uh, yeah. That actually, Kimber, I don't care. Wasn't it? wasn't it the guy who did Fruitvale Station? And uh, was it that? Let me double check. We don't. Yeah, to... I think it was. But um, yeah, the 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 battle scenes in it are ridiculous. It, it looks like somebody switched the gravity off halfway through because they don't know how to film the VFX. Like they don't know how to film big BP jumping around like a big mad cat, like he does. Right. You know, they, I've never seen it. Yeah. yeah the the fight scenes are ridiculous the 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 film itself is not bad it's it's a decent film yeah. but he, but like i don't think um yeah i don't think shooting vfx is his forte at the moment maybe mm. he needs to sort of have a look um yeah he did fruitvale station that was the one with mm. michael b jordan when i've not seen that and then he did, he's done the creed movies he's got quite an interesting range he's of a good stuff, director yeah he's a good director yeah. but like i say in that film if anybody wants to have a look how not to shoot VFX, then look for the battle scenes in that film and how the yeah, people yeah. jump around on the special Boing Boing world um, that is Wakanda. Right, very good. <laughs> the old Takeshi's castle that is T'Challa's domain. and war Trampoline face. grass, yeah. yeah. Michael B. Jordan as war, war man. How many yeah. characters... Well, I say it's not actually... Yeah, go sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say it's not a bad film. It's not a bad... But, yeah, fair uh, enough. Go I was just going to say how many... How I was going to just opine or wonder aloud how many characters in the marvel cinematic universe have war in their name you can <laughs> Warface, war which is michael b jordan whatever he's called warmonger kill kill switch whatever he's called and you've got war machine i know these are from war the machine. comics and everything but yeah um yeah and who else you've got killian from the running man again that's got kill in it um, another mensch for him um, Killian uh, anyway so yeah I had a nice bit of soup mate um, tomato yep. soup as I'd say in my day to day parlance or tomato soup I would say using my you know English voice English mouth mm-hmm. um, and you know it's very hot outside today mate so that well it must be pushing 30 degrees it's 1 o'clock uh, 1 o'clock in the afternoon but I get in my my uh, our place here, our ground floor suite, it's nice and cool. You see, even when it's hot. Oh, so course, yeah. Once I was over the threshold, then soup became. You know, outside, if you'd have said, "Are you going to have some soup for lunch?" I would have said, "No, it's hot." But then I came inside and I'm like, "Hold on a minute, it's actually nice and cool. This is this is uh, perfect soup uh, conditions." PSC. So uh, we had a nice uh, tomato soup, and now. Uh, I've got some carrot sticks, but very crunchy, aren't they? Carrot sticks. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but they're, they're very cooling, though. That is a cool, like it's mm. like a nice bit. Of, you know, what I've been having lately is um, a lovely bit of pineapple. I've been buying a full pineapple, oh, yeah. chopping it up, bang it in the freezer. Lovely, yeah. absolutely delightful. Well, you freeze it. What do you do though? Do you keep do. some in fridge for present consumption, and then you keep some for future sticks? Sorry, did I say freezer? It definitely yeah. meant the fridge. Definitely oh, meant the fridge. Okay. I meant right at the back of the fridge. You know where it's right. like super cold and stuff right, freezes. Okay. That's why yeah. I'm thinking, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I don't because nobody stores food in the fridge properly, do they? Let's face it, nobody's like actually keeping all the meats together and all the cheeses together. Oh, I mean, yeah. we're trying. We do segregation as much as possible, but you know the it's not always possible, is it? I mean, 
you know, like, um, no one's keeping it at an optimum temperature, are they? You know what I mean? No. You, if you put a mango at the back of the fridge, that's coming out with a little uh, snow on top of it, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah. And it's just, and part of the thrill of modern living, you know, is just shoving stuff in the fridge, closing the door and running off or walking off or running off, whatever. Because um, that's nice now. We've got fridges. We've had them for, you know, fridges only invented like 90 years ago. Yeah. Um, basically, like the best, probably sure. if we're talking best inventions, I mean, you've got internet. That's everyone's favourite, isn't it? Um, <laughs> after that, it's probably fridges. I mean, cars as well. Cars are good. Um, what else? Um, the Brandenburg Gate. Do you like the, have you been to the Brandenburg Gate? In Never been. Never been. No. I've heard it's good though. No. Is that the big gate that opens really easy or something? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. I'll take two. Yeah, it is. Um, oh, yeah. Idiot. Um, so, yeah, fridges. Yeah, so fridges are basically just a brand new invention, you know. But, um, but yeah, like you say, to not have to think about food, you know, like, because you you, fridges have that dial on as well, don't they? Where it's like yeah. zero to six, and nobody knows is zero cold, is six <laughs> hot. Nobody knows. So you put it on three, you slam that door, and you just yeah go back to your Sally Jassy Raphael's or whatever you're watching. Um, yeah. So yeah. It, so pan- yeah. What? I mean, we have to do it with all our pretty much appliances, don't we? Because nobody gets an instruction manual, or if you do, nobody's reading instruction manual when they mm-hmm. when they first move into a flat. So it's basically you're using about one. Per- People say that we use like three percent of our brain, which I think is bullshit. I think um, I think that we use a, uh, like ninety percent of our brains. I don't know where that two three percent thing came from. Yeah. Um, you know, because what will happen if we load what the other nine seven percent? We'll be flying around, <laughs> won't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always great. them dickheads, isn't it? Yeah, we could move things with our minds. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, like I think I've got like I can use the fan assist, and and I'm very wary of using the grill. But other than that, there's there's like a semi fan, or there's an upward fan, or a downward fan in the oven or something. But why would I just want a downward fan something or upward fan something when I can fan the whole fucking lot of it all together? Yeah, you know? yeah. And you need to keep some of this mystique, right? You know, we don't mm. we don't want to know what all those things are that are in the you know kitchen or whatever. Um, and I tend to, you know, I tend to do quite well when I just do, like I made mashed potatoes basically by mistake um, a couple of days ago. I was making some potatoes and I didn't know what to do with them. I was a part of an ensemble, you know, I wasn't just cooking yeah. potatoes like a madman, you know, like <laughs> Mad Uncle Frank. Um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I didn't know what to do. And then I just kind of almost by accident, as a joke, made mashed potatoes and they were really good. If I had thought about making mashed potatoes, I think I would have flubbed it, you know. But mm, yeah, it's yeah. good to not know too much, you know. It's good to not front load the brain with, you know, yeah. information. Well, that, that's just like British muscle memory for you, isn't it? Basically, you think, what? Well, I'll just boil this veg and see what happens. And <laughs> yeah, that's what that's yeah. sort of happened, basically. Yeah. I'll yeah, boil the it. shit out of it until it's soft. As a humble shopkeeper, um, as we've established, uh, you know, it is my duty, you know, my very duty to uh, whatever, make these potatoes. Yeah. Um, I mean, my wife preheats things, which I think is insane, but I've started mm. doing it now. Like, my uh, pri- like preheats the oven when she actually puts frozen food in, and I just turn it on and then shove it in. I mean, it'll yeah. get there in the end, won't it? Yeah, so I'll see fine. you later. Yeah, yeah, I'll see yeah. you down the, down the There's line. There's 20 minutes on the packet. All right, now it's going to be 25, isn't it, basically? 
Yeah. You know, it's yeah. fine. No, nothing's going to kill you. You can Soon chicken dippers. You undercook yeah. a chip, chicken dipper. You just got a cold chicken dipper. It's not like yeah. you're going to get salmonella from a chicken dipper or anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all, it's all, yeah. Everything's fine. It all works out in the end. It'll all work out. My potato smiles will taste just as good frozen solid uh, as they will fully. I mean, my wife, my dear departed wife, used to tell me about being, you know, probably older than she should have been and uh, <laughs> eating like raw Mr. Noodles. You know, like you get the packed noodles that you put in the water, just like kind of eating oh, yeah. and putting, you know, like, I never did that. Or like my uncle Bill, who we talked about a few months ago, who, who passed away. Why am I only talking about dead people? But anyway, um, my uncle Bill, who also dearly departed, he, he used to eat like cold beans and stuff. But I mean, he was born oh, yeah. from yeah. the olden days. He's from when fridges were really new. So I guess it doesn't really count, does it, if you're from yeah. them days? No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. But it, I, I believe that those people do eat cold beans. I don't believe people when they tell me because people say that, don't they, as a personality trait to try and make out how quirky they are. They'll tell you, you know, I like, I like cold beans. I'm just like, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I, I'm mad like that. I'm just off my head. I'll, I'll just get home, open a tin of beans, and I'll eat them cold. Yeah. You think, yeah, you, yeah. I mean, I'd like to have been there that one time they did it so that they could lie to people to their fate and you know so pass it off as a truth that they do eat cold beans when they got on that one time but and it's yeah. also um it's one of the, like so many things in this world i think you know kind of keep it to yourself i would say is a good yeah. guide you know uh, as a man who has a podcast with another man maybe i should take this under advisement but you know whatever <laughs> um keep it to yourself i would say a lot of the time uh you got to run through things, you know, and see. Like, there's that bit in Planes, Trains and Automobiles where Steve Martin says, to, when he's been so, so mean to John Candy for no reason, he says, oh, and here's an idea. If you're telling stories, try to have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. <laughs> yeah. Just, people do a lot of that. Most stories are either pointless or just a way of saying, oh, I'm interesting or cool, right? When really mm-hmm. people aren't. What makes people interesting and cool is not, being that you know what i mean yeah like uh, yeah. i guess i'm yeah because i was world where i'm just at the park with kids and parents mm. of kids so i'm in a fairly decooled you know not like you hobnobbing with uh you know zepho marks or whoever you've got in the the post house this week you know that's me that's me yeah um yeah a hunter asked me the other day he was like why do some people wear uniforms to work? And I was like, well, you know, some people like they wear, like if you work at like McDonald's or something like that, you don't want to ruin your nice clothes. So you get a uniform and you, you know, you wear a uniform. So you still don't have to get their nice clothes sort of like dirty or anything. Yeah. And it it was, and, um, and Maya was like, yeah. And some people wear suits to work as well and and everything. And um, he was like, why do you, why do you wear shorts to work? And I was like, I was like, how do I tell him that I haven't got a serious job? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did, how did you bridge that gap? What was the... What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I just, I, I just went, some people just wear different stuff, mate. All right. Yeah. Some people just back off. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good. Good. So shorts. Um, and I mean, because you still, when you're working in the office, do you get the, the tube to work? Is that right? Yeah. Uh, well, like I say, I mean, because it's been so bloody lovely. I've been walking through London, but we did oh, that with yes. Steve Lund- Steve's London Golden Bits every week. Yeah. But, Steve's um, London Golden yeah. Bits? What? Steve's London Bits information? <laughs> How could you forget a name like that? <laughs> I think because I, I made it with yeah. Steve's Golden Memories, you know, when, right, um, right. when I accidentally tell you about, like, when I used to watch The Simpsons or something, you know, and, and then you go, oh, did you? That sounds yeah. like Steve's golden memories. Yeah. Golden memories. Well, um, you can have a, if you have your bet, you know, you, we could reserve that, you know, like on a plane, how you get different levels, you get business class, the scum class, you know, let's call it yeah. what it is, the scum class at the back for all the dirty, you know, troglodyte, Mad Max type people. And then you have business class and upper elemental class and Pokemon uh, yellow class. Um, so maybe we could have Steve's London bits of information and then you have Steve's golden bits of London where you talk about your more like you're gonna be you'd be played by like Joanna Lumley or something in the in the film and it's oh, all right. my my best bits of fucking life pardon me <laughs> my fucking best bits of London done London uh yeah so right okay good so you've mm-hmm. been walking through London then to work yeah yeah just been walking and getting a stomp on listening to some some uh some music and uh Jeez. just yeah, just so like forty minutes an hour. What strutting, oh, a little twenty minute walk to work, isn't it? You know? Oh, that's nice. Walk through the financial sector. Yeah, give them a little. Uh, yeah, like, like fellas. Yeah, and other people do better, lads. And... Do better. You need to do. Yeah. Everyone needs to do better yeah. around here. We should. Well, past the Bank of more. England. Yeah, yeah, all that. Give, give them. Oh, shake my fist at them. Oh, oh, I, I was doing what you this. like. I was doing the soft over one shoulder applaud that a, 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 an athlete will do, or a you know a football player when they're coming off the pitch. I was doing one of those, a little clap to the away end. Yeah. But yeah, you were shaking your fist because they made you so bloody mad there at the bank. They're beating oh, me, haven't they? They're doing some. Uh, they're, they're molesting these interest rates. No end they are, and it's causing <laughs> yeah. it's some havoc. Is and yeah, I mean. I try to stay on the ball with this financial stuff, clearly. Yeah. But I know that some they've some that's going on. Some that's going on. Nixon it's, it's, took it's us off the of gold government. standard. Exactly. <laughs> Back in seventeen or whatever. Um, yeah, that's mm-hmm. when America changed. Um, yeah, good. good. Because because uh, I was going to say with the shorts thing because we, we, you've previously established how the the tube the tube is the hottest place on earth in summer. Is oh. that right? Yeah, it's hotter than the tube is hotter than Dubai in the summer. That's in the central line. It's hotter than Dubai. Good lord. Yeah, yeah, melting, just sticking it. Just what it's like. Fucking, you've not seen it, have you? Um, like society, mm. film oh, society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very gelatinous. Yeah, no, yeah, just all stuck together. Yeah, without the orgy, basically. Right. Just disgusting. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, it's an orgy of blank, miserable faces commuting into various parts of London. Of hell. We're still talking about society, yeah. not London we're talking about now. We're not talking about society. I think so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Um, one, so we're talking Last Action Hero today, of course, not that we've yeah. talked about it yet. But one thing I wanted to ask you is... I had my eye, you know, my eye here on the mm. face. I had it drawn towards um, Barry, that show with what's his name? Oh, Barry, yeah. You know, Bill, H- Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Because there's a, yeah. a newish season of that just came out, right? Season there four, is. four or something. So season four, yeah. Should I be watching that show then? Because you've recommended it previously. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, okay, yes, right. yes. I yeah. Give it a watch yeah. It's HBO. Is it uh, HBO? Or AMC or something. Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's on Sky Atlantic over here, so it's... Okay, right, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's HBO. I've got it on my... uh, I have it on my subscription, my my, my, um, multimedia hub. Um, Yeah, good. Okay, right. I think I'll watch Barry then, because I'm in the mood to watch something quite depressing. It is depressing, depressing. but it's... It it isn't, it isn't. It's like, it's both, because it's really, really funny as well, because Fonzie's in it and everything, isn't he? Oh, really? Yeah, Erwin, uh, Erwin... Winkler, Winkler. You know. Henry yeah. Winkler. Erwin Henry Winkler, Winkler was the producer is, of, uh, of Rocky, Reservoir yeah. Dogs, and stuff, right? Oh, oh no, yeah, Rocky, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, because he's a uh, hitman yeah. from the Midwest who's sent to LA to do a job, but then yeah. he gets involved in like theatre or something, right? He gets involved yeah, in like, he, acting he, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, because uh, Henry Winkler's the um, the is it become is an is an established acting coach because he was like right. he's like an old lovey sort of thing. Right. And he's really oh, really God. good. He's really really. I funny. like that conceit. I have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Let me see. Erwin Winkler. Okay, so Erwin Winkler produced a little film called Goodfellas. Um, he also produced um, Creed Three, Irishman. Okay, yeah, so lots of direct Rocky stuff. Wolf of Wall Street EP. Uh, he's a producer. He produced Rocky. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, producer. Yeah. Uh, EP on Rocky Balboa. So yeah, he's in with Stallone. He's in with Scorsese. He also produced The Net, starring Sandra Bullock. Uh, uh, isn't that a thingy film? Oh no, no. Yeah, that's that's one of his films. I th- I couldn't remember if that was a um uh, a Billy Friedkin film, but I don't think it is. Oh yeah, no. Oh, he directed uh, The Net actually. Yeah, and mm. it's a film which isn't conspiracy theory. Which came out like probably the year later and had the same story. Anyway, um, oh, I've seen the net. Oh my god, yeah, I just remember the story. Not long ago. It's a nineties. Might be good for us. It's nineties yeah. computers and stuff in it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Sandra yeah. She she does nineties hacking because I was yeah. watching it thinking this would be great content because we love nineties hackers, don't we? Yeah, we love nineties like, visions of the computer future. Yeah, because they got most all of it wrong yeah and it's not about being right or wrong but when you're 100 percent wrong it does become about being wrong you know like yeah. you get what i mean um, yeah, yeah. So, but i mean scenes like uh hugh jackman improvising doing a hacking session in swordfish yes, like it yes. is doing the clap in his hands looking back at the machine <laughs> yes yeah that's yeah. it let me try this one. What do you need for this? Do you need anything for the scene, Hugh? Can you just get me a desk chair with wheels and I will do the rest? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. That's fine. Yeah. Whee! Um, yeah, so Erwin Winkler, that's good. Yeah, maybe we'll watch The Net sometime. I'm not a big Sandy Bullock fan, though, but hey-ho. Um, I also saw, when I was looking around for Last Action Hero stuff on uh, IMDb, I also saw an Andrew Dice Clay film 
mm. um, called, is it Freddie Fairlane? Uh, it came out <clears throat> way back in the day uh, when he was in his pomp. Um, and, but the cast, the headline cast is truly diabolical. Let me see now. Andrew Dice. Clay. There he is. Uh, you. Uh, the Adventures of Freddie Fairlane. Oh, no, The Adventures of Ford Fairlane. But let me just show you the poster, mate. If I can call you, mate. Right, so there's Andrew Dice Clay, yeah? And then we've got the yeah. old classic. Here's some of the cast underneath. So the heiress, Priscilla Presley. Oh, that's a good start. The cop, Ed O'Neill. Wow, that's amazing. Oh. Real actors. The hitman. Wait, Ed O'Neill is in Ed O'Neill from... That's Ed O'Neill Ed... from, from Wayne's World. Dog. Yes, Ed O'Neill from Wayne's World. Yes, that's right. I had to check then. Yeah. Um, as the cop. And then the oh, hitman, of course, is Robert England. And then that's amazing. Wait, the he's on the end. Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> he looks like Fred West. The voice of the parrot. I thought it was Maradona at first when I first had a look at it. I thought it was like <laughs> Naples Maradona. Yeah. Neapolitan Diego. Then we've got Lauren Holly as the sidekick, who I don't know. We've got Maddie Corman as the groupie. Also don't know Maddie Corman. But then we've got, oh, hello, the rapper. It's Tone Loke. It's our mate Tone Loke from Heat. Tone Loke. No yeah. way. This slick don't play. Um, and then and at the, the end, end you've got it? Wayne Newton. And it says, yes, Wayne Newton. So he's playing himself. <laughs> yeah. I love the cast, uh, though. Yeah. We should maybe watch that sometime because I do mm-hmm. I do very much enjoy Andrew I've Dice never heard movies. that film. Yeah, uh, brand of nonsense comedy. Yeah, and he's like the most used to be the most like the most dangerous comic in America, and then he's just dressed this like the big my, boss uh, man doing rude nursery yeah. rhymes. Like, <laughs> I know. Yeah. This is my favorite. Eating occurred some way. Long came a spidey, sat down beside. He said, "Hey, what's in the bowl, bitch?" That was not his entire act, but that was. That got him to Madison Square Garden. He was like the first <laughs> comic to play MSG. And now that means nothing because Netflix just has a role in booking at Madison Square Garden where they just throw anyone on stage. But yeah, Dance yeah, Clay yeah. was the yeah the truth. Yeah, and same, you know, these dangerous man he was considered, yeah. Um, it's mad, isn't it? Like, I, I, I never got Saturday Night Live me. I don't, like, yeah. it's... Listening to Marion and stuff like that in the in the past, like yeah. like podcasts and uh, various comedians, the rever- yeah, yeah, is remarkable for something that I I just think they're all like I don't think I've ever seen a, a Saturday Night Live sketch that's made me laugh ever. Yeah, um, I'm sure that I'm sure there's something funny out there for me. I don't know, maybe the Bill era, Bill Murray era or something. I don't yeah, know. Will but Ferrell had I, a long run on there, didn't he, and stuff. So Sam, the Sandman, of course. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is though. Like the, I only, I only, I was like, oh, okay, they're funny once they're in the films. Like that, I've never really. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's the audiences over there or or what mm. kind of thing. You know, the studio laughter. But then no, I like a lot of sitcoms with that in it. I don't know what it is. I've just. I've always, I think I've associated sketch shows with things like Big Train and the Fast yeah, Show and everything, show, and yeah. um, more European humour. And I think that's basically what it is when it comes to um, 
I think Mr. Show had a good go at doing sort of that European oh, yeah. feel. That, I've never that, seen that Mr. Show yet, but show. I like a lot of the, like, not only, well, Odin Kirk, obviously, David mm-hmm. Cross, I've not been, I've never quite jived with David Cross, but fair play. But then, like, Scott Orkerman, who is one of the the writers, and he, he's gone on to have, like, a long career. He directed the Between Two Ferns movie and Between mm. Two Ferns, the series and everything. And so, yeah, good people on both sides. Um, oh, I t- actually, to, to like um, the Norm McDonald sketches on Saturday Night Live have, oh, have tickled yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Norm McDonald stuff actually does quite make me laugh. That is some stuff I've seen from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, but yeah it's just, uh, I, I don't know, it's just, it's uh, yeah, a bit of an odd one, that. I, I, I just don't get it at all. But, and you know, live fair enough, it's their all, standard. Like live comedies. And not live in person, but like Saturday Night Live. It's like, well... It doesn't need to be live. This doesn't need to be live. Just make a go off live, go pre recorded and just make a better, spend more time. You know, like, um, yeah. it doesn't get me yeah, off yeah. the live comedy yeah, yeah. aspect of it. That's know? a really good point, actually. Yeah. Especially when it's like, when they say that they do the, you know, the Tonight Show every now and it's all written within it. It's like, why? Just do it once a week, you know, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> do less. Offer, what is it? Wish less, promise less, deliver more, or whatever, whatever that means. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. speaking of promising, we made a promise to the this podcast we that we will talk mm-hmm. about Last Action Hero starring Arnold mm-hmm. Braunschweiger, uh, which mm-hmm. is a great joke. Braunschwe- that that yeah. is a great joke. Right, because you can't, because um, we're actually recording this quite close to the X-Files pod that yes. we did, just to give you a little peek around the curtain there, listeners, yeah. um, because Paul came in so hot for this film. Uh, so so bloody hot and I, I felt terrible when I had to divert it back to X-Files because I hadn't bothered yeah. to watch it yeah. um, but I, I recognised how hot you were for this film so I was uh, like immediately just... well let's let's you know let's get this episode out soon because I yeah. don't want you to to sizzle out basically yeah. so yeah, uh, yeah. Keep, the and... st- keep the steak well, sell the sizzle the keep the steak or whatever the, yeah, no. there you so go. keep the sizzle <laughs> Keep the child in your eyes sizzling um, would be my message to anyone out there um, who wants to desperate, desperately make a change in their life. <laughs> or just barbecue in general. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to, uh, yeah, BBQ. Um, so, yeah, we, we've um, we've jumped on this because, yeah, I'm frankly, Mr. Shankly, I'm frankly mystified by Last Action Hero. For me, it's one of Arnie's best films. I love it. I think it's classic. I think it's... I, I love, love, love this film. And everyone involved in making it, apart from Arnie, I think hates it. And most people who've seen it are either like it or lukewarm. I don't know, but I don't see, you know, my full stan for Last Action Hero. I I watched the film for the first time in about, probably about 20 years. When was that, 16, 20 years ago? Yeah, that's probably about right, actually. Mm. Probably about, about that amount of time since I've seen it. And um, I'm, like, sincerely, I think that this is the film that I would say to people you need to rewatch again because yeah. um if you only watched it when you were a kid because I it kind of like I was like oh my god this is so funny and so fucking clever and I and I can't believe like you say how poorly received it's been like how it's mm. sort of like trickled down like the Arnie sort of filmography to sort mm. of like some kind of like it like it, like people consider it on par with like fucking Jingle All the Way, don't they, or something? Mm, yeah, yeah. And I think, I think so. it's really bottom feeder. 
Yeah, and it's really, really, really good. And it's mad because it's it works really. It could be, it's as good as any action film, mm-hmm. even though it's not really an action film. It's as good. It's parts of it are as funny as sort of like the naked gun comedy that it uses like a lot mm-hmm. of the time, and the airplane humor that's in there. And then other times as well, it's a really, really well played um, sort of like coming of age horror as well. Yeah, yeah it's got real spookerama bits in it, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, like, and I, it wasn't just me. Like, Maya was like, "This is fucking brilliant. This has got loads of like layers that I never even knew were there when I watched it as a kid because she hadn't seen yeah. it since she was a kid either." Um, so yeah, so this was a really good shot, man. Yeah, man. Well, um, that's good. And uh, did you do any reading up about? Well, I say reading up. Did you IMDb the film at all? Did you see that like part of the reason no, why? You- Sorry, because well, I I'd give a bit of a tease didn't I, the IMDb trip. Yeah, what did you to hit me with it live on air kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so the flim itself, the um, one of the reasons why people involved don't like it is because it was quite a um, tumultuous um, production and post production. So I believe they were filming, still doing reshoots up until the last minute, really? and there was a there was only one test screening. So. Um, I guess this is when test screenings really became the kind of be all and end all. Well, I mean, I don't really know that much, but um, apparently it crapped out at a test screening and then everyone started freaking out about the film. And I don't oh, know if really? changes were made at the last minute or whatever. There, but um, so there's all this stuff. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, as a result, um, people involved were quite vocal. Like I was reading, because the writers, you have Shane Black who um, yep. did wrote the screenplay, but before that he was the second or the third person to have worked on the on the story because it came from a story by Zach Penn and Adam mm. Leff. Zach Penn might be known to people on IMDb because he's done a bunch of, he wrote the screenplay for Ready Player One. He did uh, worked on the story for the Avengers. So he's done a load of Marvel mm. um, and Disney stuff, free guy. Um, so, uh, um, and yeah, and, and so I saw a quote from him where he was saying that, because he wrote the script when he was 22 or 23 or something, sold it. Yep. It was the first thing he sold. And then he kind of, I don't know about disowned it, but he's been very vocal about not liking the film. Um, but then I read the stuff he says. And like at one point he said, oh, people criticize the film. And I say, oh, that's not the stuff that you don't like. That's not stuff I put in there. And he said something like, people say to me, why are there, why is there these fart jokes? And he's like, I didn't put them in. I don't know if there's any fart jokes. And they're fart jokes. I don't remember. Yeah, it's low, yeah, I thought the fart jokes were brilliant. I thought the yeah. fart jokes were all really well executed. Yeah, because it's at the funeral. The funeral of the um, of a guy called The Fart. Oh. And they keep yeah, making so. reference... <laughs> Yeah, the 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 guy's funeral. The guy at the funeral is called the Fart, basically, and uh, <laughs> and yeah, and they in, they do slip in a load of uh, fucking fart gags into like one liners, sort of. But I think they're really well done, and I don't right, think there's anything enough. wrong with that. If you can slip fart gags in there in, in an action film, and <laughs> well, because like Charles Dance has rigged the uh, the body to blow up mm-hmm. in the in the film. And oh, uh, yeah, to course, detonate that's... the bomb, he pulls his finger. Just pull he? the finger. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I am, um, uh... <laughs> which is really funny. Yeah, I no, thought I... it was anyway. 
Oh yeah, I'm I'm all about it, and I think um, I think as well like this doesn't like like you said the tone of the film. It's really that the, the, the film is really nimble and agile that it encompasses lots lots of different styles. And that's all you see now, isn't it? Look at like you say, Guardians of the Galaxy. You were talking about the other day. Yeah. Um, that's all about mix. You know, same with the, uh, the yeah. Marvel films and stuff that Zach Penn. I bet there's fart jokes and stuff that Zach Penn's worked on since. Yeah, I'm gonna have yeah. out with him when I see him. Anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah. But yeah, no, but so anyway, to get back to the film, um, so yeah, it wasn't a big uh, hit when it came out, but I think it's great. I think Arnie, again, just shows his comedy chops, action, mm-hmm. character stuff. Um, and I think in this day and age of even more huge action films, you know, Fast and Furious and the Marvel stuff, the the silliness or the, the satire in this, like there's a bit when... Arnie, Arnie is, or Jack Slater, I should say, is up in a house. I think it's in Charles Dance's house, and there's like some kind of fight. And then he has to get in his car. So then he just jumps off the house and lands in his car and drives off. And the, and the music does like a proper Don Simpson, like guitar sting. And, he's, yes. and it's hilarious yeah. just yeah. jumping off a house for no reason. But like, in a knowing because it's in the movie world, mm-hmm. you know, so it's yeah, it's all done knowingly. This is like thirty years ago. Like, this is still funny yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, and it's really funny the fact that every car, or they shoot every car once and it blows up in Jack Slater land, <laughs> and then he's wonder- and then he he says that he he shoots to when he gets into the real world and Charles Dance jumps into a yellow New York City cab. Arnold Schwarzenegger shoot. Uh, Sorry, Jack Slater shoots it twice, and he goes, "Oh, they must be bulletproof." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is really funny. Um, it's like there's the it, bit where he, in the movie world he's playing chicken, you know, the car and the other car, and they go into mm-hmm. smash into each other, and then he does it in the real world, and he just gets into a terrible head-on collision. So <laughs> it's like a horrific accident. Yeah. It's just brilliant. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So with that yeah. fish out of water stuff in the last third <laughs> is, is just brilliant. Yeah, I love it. And Arnie um, does some of his most natural acting. Yeah. I think in this film. And it's when um when the kid wakes up, I forgot his name. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Is it Daniel or something? Um, yeah, let's call him, you know, Danny. Danny, 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 Danny Frings. I don't know. Danny, boy. Um, the it's it's the scene when it when when he's back in the real world, basically. Uh, yeah, he is Danny. Yeah, Danny Madigan. Is that right? Yeah. Um, he uh, he wakes up back in the real world, but he's brought Jack Slater with him, and um, 
it's when he walks into the kitchen and Arnie, Jack Slate, is just talking to his mum. That's the most natural acting I've ever seen from uh, Arnie. He genuine, genuinely looks so relaxed and mm. he's not trying to... It doesn't look like he's trying to like announce his lines or anything. And he, he's got his arms crossed and he's just leaning back and he just looks like he's generally shooting the shit and it's like you've walked in on Arnie's kitchen. And yeah. I think some of his best acting is in this film. I really, really like it. Just chilling and flexing in the uh, mm-hmm. in the kitchen. Yeah, I think Arnie's. I mean, you know, we've, this is not a pod. You know, if you don't think Arnie's a good actor, that's fine. But it's not right. It's not true, though, is it? Because um, it's like the same thing with Tom Cruise or anyone who's um, been around for ages and has been huge for ages and has done a bunch mm-hmm. of different. They just are good actors. And like Arnie, I think yeah. it's great. Like you put this for me sits next to well. Because it sits next to stuff like, I don't really like True Lies, really, at all. I'm not a big True mm. Lies. It's okay, I'll watch it, but I'm not a big True Lies fan. It's quite stodgy, isn't it? It's quite Yeah, quite and it stodgy. does the stuff that this film takes the piss out of. But True Lies mm-hmm. gets a pass. People really like True Lies, but I'm not... Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I think this is... I was thinking that last night. Uh, yeah, um, I think this is better than True Lies, and I think it's funnier yeah. than True Lies as well. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Tom Arnold this... really does a lot of heavy lifting in True Lies, I think. Yeah, yeah. Tom Arnold's always up for a bit of heavy lifting. Tom Arnold's great. Um, <laughs> I told you the story, didn't I, that he was uh, he was on Never Not Funny, which is one of my favourite, all-time favourite comedy podcasts, and uh, he's just like... Uh, just a ball of non-stop Red Bull energy, Tom mm-hmm. Arnold, yeah, just yeah. talking, yeah, never, right. ever stopping, ever. Um, and he was telling, he comes from a big family. Uh, I think there's maybe the seven or eight brothers or something. And uh, he's t- he's just telling these stories about how there's one brother in the family who just gets terrorised by everyone else, <laughs> but not terrorised in like a fun, ha-ha, pull your chair out and you land on your ass on the grass type thing. He told the story that his brother got a brand new car and he was like showing it off to everyone. He was really, you know, obviously, as you'd imagine, he made ten, you know, thousands of dollars investment. And then the brothers just got a bunch of paintball guns and just destroyed his new car for no reason. <laughs> and Tom Arnold not only thought that was funny at the time, but even in the telling of the story, he was still like absolutely laughing his head off like it had just happened. <laughs> no remorse. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to find the, the link of that. But anyway, so to get back to La, Last Action Hero, um, mm-hmm. I would almost put Last Action Hero, Arnie's performance around like a kindergarten cop, which came out at a similar time, you know, yeah. where it's like a silly film in one way, but the character mm. is also very grounded and very... yeah. Make the Jack Slater character like grounded, like it's just, uh, yeah, it's, mm. it's it's great. And then you think he was the biggest movie star in the world at the time, huge action star. To do this then in '93, you know, it's this is not like a what was that film he made of the Zom- the Zombo one a couple of years ago? Was it called uh, Brenda or something like that? Or what the Arnie one? Yeah, you know, he's got the I'm not girl, seen it. and no. you know, he's he's came out a couple of years ago where he's in the forest with a lass with a, with his daughter or something. And zombo. I've not it? watched the Schwarzenegger film since I, I don't know. I didn't even watch any of the Expendables films to be honest. I probably yeah. should, but no, um, don't yeah, I don't think I've seen an Arnie film yeah. since like T three. I don't think. Yeah, to be honest. fair enough. I've not seen it either. Wow. Um, it's called what's it called now? Not Killing Gunther. Maggie, that's what it's called. Yeah, not Brenda. Um, came out in 2015. Yeah, he plays the character Wade Vogel. 
and it's about zombos yeah so by um, by bringing that up i mean like he's doing this late career stuff now which is mm, you know yeah. he's doing some payday stuff with terminator fair play he's doing uh like uh what was i've already forgotten the name not mandy maggie um <clears throat> but you know to make this film at the height of his fame and power and i think this mm. was his first exec producing uh movie as well Mm. So I think Arnie had a great time making this movie. Um, I think Arnie also yeah, had a good. great time making movie. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, fine. Um, yeah. No, um, well, I, I like the fact that um, he he brings himself into it though as well. That, that, that's, yeah. uh, that's what I like. I think Arnie would have liked that. I, I think he'd enjoy doing that, tackling himself. But it, <laughs> again, it's all done very funny. Um, like, because I think probably. Like of his of his Arnie generation when he's at the top of his game, I think probably Jingle Always probably like his worst most phoned in film. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And it's fair enough. He was just getting that sort of like you know that paycheck. Who the fuck wouldn't? He was yeah. probably getting paid so much money for doing shit like that. Yeah. Um. And um. Yeah. This, this is like I think if you watch that and then you watch this, that there's a clear difference of him enjoy himself and trying and sort of being invested in the role. I think mm-hmm. you can see uh, a mile off and you get that with all actors, I imagine. Um, but yeah, like it's just because it, I just made that point because I, it really, really surprised me how, how much I enjoyed this film again and the stuff that I didn't see the first time around, I really, really enjoyed watching it again. And like you were saying about those sort of frantic things that you know like guardians is a bit of this and a bit of that and a bit mm-hmm. and this film's yeah. the same i actually think this film's sort of come back round again i think if people gave this a second chance now i think they'd find it's a very it's aged very well and it's a very mm-hmm. sort of contemporary film like in, in in that sense and it's almost it's like a pre-internet internet film isn't it because um mm-hmm. the references in it you know like how in the movie world Stallone is in Terminator 2 uh, and like I think like the world has kind of moved around to, a, to mm-hmm. accommodate for Schwarzenegger's absence um, yeah it's so good it's just like and stuff you know people you know we people positively salivate for stuff like that you know yeah. like there's the new Deadpool movie and Wolverine is wearing Wolverine's in it and he's wearing a pair of slacks that Wolverine wore in the <laughs> the variant cover of the second printing of, you know, whatever. No, he's wearing yeah. the classic, apparently he's wearing the classic yellow Wolverine right. suit, old suit. Um, so, um, so yeah, people go cock a hoop for this stuff now. And I even think maybe even mm. intergenerationally because um, another thing in this, you've got great kid performance from your man. Really good kid performance. Really good kid really performance. Good. And can I say Arnie, T2, Edward Furlong, kindergarten cop a load of ruddy mm-hmm. kids this film yeah. kids arnie's really good with kids you know that's yeah, uh, he is. that again not many you know uh it's not a given that you can act like the whole thing about mickey rock mickey uh, rock hates kids <laughs> hates kid <laughs> actors and you can see it in the wrestler like darren aronofsky said like yeah he doesn't really like working with kids and uh, there's a scene where he's playing the old video game with the kid and the kid's talking about Call of Duty with him. And he's like, what? <laughs> he's like, what? <laughs> Call of Duty? What are you on about? And that's just kind of not quite off camera, but kind of, yeah, Mickey Rock brought that hateful energy to children. Uh, so, um, so yeah, Arnie I mean, does it. Arnie gets it. Gets yeah. It, yeah. I, 
as a kid though, who didn't love Arnie growing up with it? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. he, he's just a big square of flesh with teeth, wasn't he? He was just yeah. a big smiley square of flesh that you could yeah. you could probably ride on his shoulders. You know, yeah, he could definitely. pick you and three of your mates up and yeah. put put two of you on each side of his shoulders and just walk around and like <laughs> without yeah. you know so Come on, raid ice cream truck, <laughs> he's driving away. We're going to have to make a break for it. Aesthetically, he's he's very very nineties uh, kid, like action toy friendly, and he looks like your action toys. I think that's why we loved him. He yeah, like all of our action toys. Yeah, um, he was a, a person who, and that's why Last Action Hero works because yeah, all the strangeness and the weird exaggerations is not far away from how we conceive of Arnie. Anyway, you know, it's mm-hmm. uh, it all works. And did you notice as well, bro? Um, Something I noticed for the first time on this rewatch is that once he goes into the real world towards the end, he still does, or it's interesting that he does a bunch of like, shouldn't really be possible action star stuff in the real world. Like at the end where he's like hanging off the side of the building by one hand. And then in the next shot, he's like pulling himself up by his pinky, like not sweating (laughs) at all. It's interesting how like, it's not a total, when he comes to the real world, it's not that everything kind of breaks down but rather mm-hmm. like he's still, you know, his uh, his star power or his superpower or whatever still. Yeah. But then I noticed that as well, with, the same with um, the the Ripper as well, because he manages yeah. to launch an axe and then jump and like slide, like knife slide down a curtain, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, that's A giant true. curtain at one point. And Tom um, Noonan does not look like your 90s action no. figures. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the other great thing about this film is Dance and Tom Noonan both play it straight when they're in, well, because Tom Noonan features as himself at the premiere as well, doesn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah he's great. But, they they as villains they both playing it straight they're not camping it up or anything yeah. they're not like nod nod wink wink we're in an action film yeah it's nothing like that they play it completely fucking straight which is yes. really really good Charles like, and it makes so it funny good, isn't it? Yeah, he's, he's great, so yeah. good isn't he this is Rickman-esque yeah. performance from yeah, Charles Dance yeah. I think it in this film brilliant. Yeah. yeah and then you've got like F. Murray Abraham you've got um, the police chief whose name is yeah. me you know and then you've got all these mad cameos Danny DeVito well. doing the voice of that cat right Danny DeVito yeah yeah they're not <laughs> the Cheetos cat. Um, so yeah, you've got um, loads of um, loads of great perform. Yeah, loads of great cameos. But yeah, the performances are brilliant. Um, and then yeah, you've got like Anthony Quinn as uh, the Vivaldi dude, the boss uh, gangster dude. You've got Art Carney, the old dude. I saw one of the IMDb trivia lies that I read um, was something like um, Art Carney. There was a, a a draft of the script where it turned out that Art Carney was the devil. His character was the devil. <laughs> but this was shelved, however it says, just completely made up by the estate of Art Carney to create some kind of online buzz around his, you know, fine performance. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, um, Tim Curry was also considered for the role of Benedict that went to Charles yeah. Dance. I'm glad he didn't. Glad Charles Dance yeah. did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't so, have a, I don't have an issue with Tim Curry. Tim no, Curry's no, great no. at doing Tim Curry roles. Yeah, being Tim yeah. Curry in Tim Curry roles. That's what Tim yeah. Curry's great at. Curry he boy, wouldn't have been yeah. good in this. No, um, it would have distracted far too much from from that. Like I say, because Charles Dance plays it perfectly. 
Yeah, like you say, right down the line. And the sillier the character is, the more. Like the bit when he goes into the real world and he's just walking up and down the street in New York yeah. and is like a teenage yeah. sex worker um, who propositions him. And he's like kind of vaguely disgusted by the world that he's found yeah, himself yeah. in. Again, really interesting yeah, that, little wrinkles, you know. Yeah, stuff like that was genius. That like obviously it, because I think at, at this time as well there was a lot of sort of uh, the I remember there being a few like sort of moral panics about um, violence in films and stuff like mm. that around this era and stuff. And it is so clever the way that Charles Dance, the villain in a violent action film, jumps out the screen and like say he's disgusted by a, a you know a, a teen prostitute coming up to him and then he sees someone get killed and basically robbed for their shoes and he's just like oh this is far worse than anything that was in the fucking films you know yes. making that really stamping that fucking point home which is yeah. great and then really good and then at the end it's got bergman in it you know it's just like it's just like fucking dropping bergman in there like it's cinema yeah. paradiso all of a fucking sudden yeah. you know what i mean it's it's fucking great man and even at the beginning it, when you've yeah. got olivier's hamlet that's like the second or third scene you've got Lawrence olivier's hamlet it's really interesting stuff stuff that they're doing with movies not just the jack yeah. slater world but um yeah. everything around it you know i think it's really um i think it's yeah i think it's really smart but in in a way that's not doesn't derail the story at any point you know it moves along at a, at a good old clip um, yeah yeah say the, the only thing i will say is um mckellen he didn't commit he did not commit yeah to the glove, um the glove didn't he was it it was fine. It was fine as as Bergman's death from the Seventh Seal. Yeah. But do you know what made me like made him made me realise that he wasn't fully in is the fact that he left his eyebrows on. Oh right, it's supposed to be an eyebrowless. That's uh, it, that's an eyebrow. That right? That's one. That, well, the creepiest thing is about that Swedish right, death. Right, is, right. For me, anyway, in the Seventh Seal, is the fact that his his head is so uh, very scullular. I want to say, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. uh is because he has no eyebrows, or right. if he does, they're very very fine Swedish eyebrows, yeah. which which, are, which would be to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say would be very blunt, but yeah, which is yeah. almost worse. Yeah, worse to have little ones. Yeah. Um, also, McKellen had no idea how his career was about to go into turbo overdrive. Again, basically as a joke, <laughs> he played Gandalf in Fellowship of the Ring and uh, Magnet Boy in X Men, and mm-hmm. then uh, suddenly realised, oh f me, I can completely clean up here. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the cosmic ballet goes on. Uh-huh. If you if you'd have told someone in like 1986, whatever, like a couple of lads from I Claudius and other BBC toga things will become strangely like some of the most recognisable movie stars ever, ever, ever. Um, it's strange, isn't it? Yeah, not good. Yeah. Strange, you know. Sir Ian McKellen, Bolton's finest, or is he from somewhere near Bolton? Uh, but anyway, the Bolton, he's Bolton region. Yeah, something like that. They all are, aren't they? We're, we're yeah. within. Within that radius sort of thing, aren't they? I mean, what Patrick's Patrick Stewart? He's from like, well, he's just he's we're from West Yorkshire, so he's right nearby. Yeah. He's just over over the hills and that. And then yeah. you got uh, Alfred Finney. Yeah, Albert, Albert Finney. Sorry. Yeah, Alfred was his he, brother. He was a fishmonger. He's from Nine for the five and get the beef and the chicken too. Yes, please, love. Uh, my brother, no, I don't work here anymore. 
yeah um yeah very good yeah that's right lots i was just listening to um john anderson who is the lead singer of prog rock band yes and i have no idea he's from accrington um oh really his, well. um his dad was uh his family were dairy farmers out in accrington um and uh it's interesting because then like the interviewer bob left sets who's one of my favorite kind of culture interviewers he's american and he lives on the west coast so a lot of his stuff is like digging into your childhood and what well, you know how did you feel mm-hmm. and kind of like you know in a gen- generic north american how did you conceive of yourself and john anderson's mm-hmm. like well you were just delivering milk you know i don't know you're just delivering milk <laughs> just the, the english just refuse to be psychoanalyzed in any way you know thinking bugger off with that and hell yeah very funny <laughs> Yeah, no, that's very true. That's very true. <laughs> so I, I don't know where our derive uh, ended or began, uh, how we got off this beaten track, but um, like Last Action Hero, our, our pod has a wide cultural remit where we... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's that one of those videos I sent you is about a pensioner that takes his dad to work every day. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the, the guy that... Uh, it's from he the basically, 70s, right? it was, this was a BBC yeah, video yeah. from like 1972, yeah, this, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, BBC BBC video from 1972. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, some bloke drives his dad, his pensioner dad, to work every day. Now the bloke's retired. I think he's 65, and his dad's 93, and his dad still works at the Vauxhall factory, and he's he doesn't work there anymore. And the interviewers are so needlessly aggressive in that era, like it's fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. And uh, but at one point, he basically just says to him, he's like. Well, well, why haven't you got any hobbies? And uh, the 93 year old's like, <laughs> he's just like, kind of like, he's like, no, 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 I'm just coming to work. And, and the interviewer's like, wait, you don't have any hobbies in your private life? What about a private life? And you've got something to retire to look forward to. And basically, this poor fucking 93 year old bloke's just like looking at him like, look, mate, if I stop moving forward, I will die. So you just like, <laughs> Back the fuck off! What are you doing? Why? What's with all the fucking questions? All of a sudden, like, yeah. why are you? Why am I going to be on national TV as it is? Why is it that weird that I was born in the Victorian times and know about Queen Victoria and I'm still working here making cars now in the seventies? Like, yeah. yeah, you make a good uh, point though, which is that a lot of the kind of um, establishment media, or whatever you want to call it, back in those days, a lot of their remit was just to try and get people to admit that what they're doing is quite silly and pointless. There seems to be a lot of. <laughs> don't you think it's rather silly to be driving your son to work? I mean, you know, it's rather silly, isn't it? There's one about the days. There's one about the fucking binman in North, in Notting Hill uh, that I was watching before. I think I sent you that one as well, and. Uh, Towards the end, the interview sat down in the living room with one of the binmen and his wife, and he's like, "Well, don't you think this is all rather silly? Shouldn't he be more ambitious? Don't you wish you?" Was... While well, he sat there, <laughs> trying to cuckold him in his like little living room, wow. and his missus, to be fair to him, she's like, "No, if he's happy and he really likes his job, like, no, I'm, I'm happy with him doing it." And then the interview's like, "So are you? Are you happy?" <laughs> like, and I completely get like when you, when you watch these things, you completely get where Brass Eye sort of was coming from. You know what yeah. I mean? Like a lot yeah. of it could be Chris Morris talking in a lot of these like nineteen seventies videos that because Brass Eye t- used to take that tone and day to day they used to be so needlessly aggressive in like yes. in interviews yes. with like yeah. supposedly banal like guests and then weirdly creepily friendly to all the sort of weird guests that they'd have 
Like, they were horrible <laughs> yes, people. strangely <laughs> sycophantic, yeah, to other people, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sebastian Coe. I hate Sebastian Coe. <laughs> £500? It's ridiculous. You get more money by auctioning dogs. <laughs> It's the jam, the jam festival. <laughs> yeah, more money by auction. Dogs. Oh, very good. We could pod brass eye or day to day, but then it would just be us saying, "Oh, wasn't this bit funny? Or wasn't the you know?" Yeah, no yeah exactly. Reason. I'd rather just watch it to be honest. The, yeah. the pod it is just too good, too good. Yeah, indeed. Well, too good is what Last Action Hero has been for our eyes, and mm-hmm. um, we were just up around it an hour. So. I think one more thing I want to say about Last Action Hero, then I'm done, is it does have a very pleasing, heavy rock soundtrack. Um, So you've got a song by Metallica, the metal, you know, the devil-horned beasts themselves. Uh, Mm. You've got an ACDC song, um, and there's a bunch of other ones as well, I forget. Oh, I think... um... With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Is it Faith No More? Oh, there's a, an Alice in Chains song, or Jerry Cantrell, I think, from Alice in Chains wrote a song for it. So it's got a good kind of um, heavy rock soundtrack, which all the all the Stranger Things uh, heads will love, because that has heavy <laughs> rock in it now. Um, that was one of my notes, was Kid Not Stranger Things. Um, <laughs> it, He's just a kid in a hooded sweatshirt. Yeah, there's no Ghostbusters yeah. outfit, there's no bicycle, no. none of this. No, not know. a million... Like Bill Murray film posters on his wall or anything like that in his bedroom, like like all kids' bedrooms were back then. One solid poster, some mm-hmm. weird clown shit from that you were that you're a bit too old to have up, but never could be asked taking down. Yeah. And like some like just a few dusty toys knocking about, really. Yeah, kind of he's not got you know. Danny and Last Action Hero is not going to have a Panic at Needle Park premiere poster on his wall. Or yeah. like, remembering that Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, I think at one point Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker has a, a poster of Fellini's Eight and a Half on his wall. And it's like, okay, Dickhead, all right, Dickhead, okay. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Right, but yeah. So, Heavy Rock soundtrack, that was my last mm-hmm. thing to say. What about you? Have you got any other... Uh, last I'm just checking notes. my notes now. Okay. I'm just getting them up. Um, I've got yeah. I, I've just got that. It, basically, I was really I loved the way that it did the meta thing, and it mm-hmm. was really free of cliche, and it was um, because it made me think of this new Barbie film that's coming out at the moment, mm-hmm. and everything I've seen from it. Uh, and I'm not trying to be like. Because I, I, I do think it is aimed at someone, marketed to someone like me. I don't think it's like. Uh, you know, I think the comedians that are in it and stuff like that, and the actors and and the sort of themes it's meant to be taking on, or whatever. It, I, I think that's that's going to be aimed at my gen. Um, and I just, I, I, it just looks too knowing. It just like everything I've seen of it's like we're making a Barbie film, nod, yeah. nod, wink, wink, you know, kind yeah. of thing. And and in comparison to this, this is way more subtle and and sort of like fun. Oh, you. You know, and I just, I don't know. I, I, I just think it's just like at no point in this film um, does anybody say so. 
uh, that just happened or anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's none of that humor. It's all either played really straight, uh, really fun. And, um, yeah, yeah I, I, think totally I think it's really funny for it. I think it's just yeah. like, I think it's brilliant. And I think people should definitely revisit it. I think. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, it's way due a rewatch, I think. Yeah, it's not streaming anywhere, which is a, a shando, which no. is a yeah, shame. Right, yeah. So I'll have to say, mate, I, um, I did just go while you were chatting, talking, and I, I did just look up the IMDb for the Barbie film because I wasn't aware mm. of the cast outside of uh, Margot Robbie and, and the Goz. But it is funny reading the reading the cast list here because almost everyone is playing either Barbie or Ken, and that's quite funny. <laughs> Barbie, Barbie, Sasha, Will Ferrell is Mattel CEO. That's funny. John Cena's Ken, um, Barbie. Another Ken, another Barbie, another Barbie, another Barbie, another Barbie. So could be funny, but will it be as funny as the Barbies in Toy Story 2 in Al's Toy Barn? We'll have to see, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I Yeah, yeah. they are very funny. Um, but I, I just don't know about this one. I don't, I don't know. I just, every time I see it, I just, I, I don't know. I just find it, maybe it's the aesthetic. Maybe I just, I'm not keen on the aesthetic or something. Mm. I don't know. Um but I'll still I'll still probably watch it. See see what it's like. Yeah. I'm not not gonna watch it. Why um, not? It's like the Alan Partridge, the Daddy Longlegs in the coffee. Still drink it. Yeah, it's like I was moaning about um Christopher Nolan the other day because he's he's uh, going off on one again, doing that um sort of thing about saying how there's no CG in in Oppenheimer and there's no right. CG shots in Oppenheimer. And most people when they hear that, and he knows that most people when they hear that think, Oh, there's no CG in Oppenheimer. And um yeah, I I know for a fact there's fucking CG in Oppenheimer. Like he, what he means is there's no completely he reckons that there's no com- completely CG shot, so yeah. it's not an entire shot in CG. Basically, it's all blended, uh, yeah. Which is part of the. Re- yeah. I, I don't. I know nothing, but I understand that's part of the reason why Nolan films look good is that CG he, is well, the, the the stitching is well concealed or whatever. Yeah, so yes. Yeah. So which is annoying. Silly buggers, basically, and he's saying that he's he is. He's trying to be very cute, Cheeky and it's it's, a, it's yeah. a little bit cheeky, a little bit cheeky, yeah. but especially considering he's trying to get with. When I know that he he loves CG and he yeah. loves putting a lot of fucking detail in his C- CG right. that has made a lot of work, work for us downstream. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I get you now. Um. So yeah. So just you know, ease up, Chrissy. Come on, give give. You know, come on. Stop being yeah. silly. We, you're Don't not. Silly. It's not the seventies. I know you really, really wish you were making silent films in the thirties. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you're not, mate. Come you on. You do have on, a you. Panic at Needle Park poster at home. <laughs> we know. We've seen it. But you're not making Needle Park now. You're making the Oscar Mayer Wiener a life story. Um, but then having said all that, I'm like, still going to go and see Oppenheimer. Though. It looks fucking yeah. great. You know? Yeah. Still, still gonna... Great, yeah. Just uh, Christopher Nolan's notes to Killian Murphy. Can you open your eyes more? Yeah. Go on and write action. Wider, wider, wider. That's wide enough. Um, and Oscar Mayer, Oppenheimer, whatever. Take thirteen. Let's go, <laughs> <laughs> Oscar Mayer. I think that's out like next week or something, isn't it? Oppenheimer. Yeah, twenty first got... over here. Yeah. Ah, Michel, Mission Say Impossible. That just came out mm. today or yesterday. Which is... you got Barbie. Fucking love Mission Impossible films. Yeah, like, might be might be the best action franchise going like ever. Yeah, like you compare like so much better than Bond, like a lot better yeah. than. Uh, 
don't get me wrong, I didn't mind Bourne too much, but I think three's enough from Bourne. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. And the, what, you're forgetting the Jeremy Renner one? Because everyone else has. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, but the Mission Impossible films are fucking great. They're, they're yeah, so yeah. good. The man's 60. The man's 60 and he's jumping off cliffs on motorbikes and stuff. Yeah, do it. It's like the bit... Um, what a guy. Again... What, where Ethan Hunt and James Bond diverge is that Tom Cruise is fully aware that nobody needs to remember any of the film as they're walking out of the cinema. You know, it's not like Bond, uh, oh, bloody hell, Rockley team meeting. How are we going to tie this back to Moonraker? James Bond's adventure on the moon. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Uh, just show me Ethan Hunt breaking his ankle doing that jump. Yeah, that's all I want to yeah. see is a bit of hurt. Exactly. Um, yeah, Alright, so go and see that. Yeah, no, that, that's good, Shaman. I, I'm really looking forward to going to see that. I still Maybe actually, go. I do need to watch um, uh, Fallout. I've still got to watch Fallout, which is the one that came out before it. Same. That's, uh, that's the only one I've not right? seen. Where they yeah. have a hug in the yeah, bathroom. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, or yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think I've seen it, but again, that's the whole point. You know, the whole point is you don't. You know. Best leave this one unsolved. Yeah, you just just wander, wander in and wander out of Mission Impossible. Yeah, uh, as long as Ving Rhames has got one of those bloody hats on, that's all I care about. You know. Mm, yeah. No. Exactly. I mean, it's just lovely to see Ving Rhames. Yeah, it's great um, to see him in it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think we will have to do Bring Out Dead soon because that's my favorite Ving Rhames performance. Oh all. yeah, yeah. He's wonderful in that film. He's yeah. really, 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 really good. Um, years but yeah, we're on Arnie season though. We're on Arnie season. So yeah, what is the yeah. next film? Should we Forget should we do else. Yeah, what? Should we jump on Predator or something next or I'm happy to do yeah. Running Man or Conan or something. You you name you name the thing and I'll, I'll no, I mean well, Running Man is great. Um I mean they're all great, aren't they? They're great films. Um mm-hmm. and McTiernan again for uh McTiernan and Shane Black again, mm-hmm. right? In Predator. Yeah. So uh yeah. could be a link there. But yeah, whatever, I don't mind. Any any Arnie's good Arnie, right? Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, he is. I can't believe we're going on two. I know. Um, I will give you one bit of IMDb trivia, which is definitely true and Mm -hmm. is funny because it just leaves a lot of space for you to imagine the detail. You know, like as Chris Penn says in Reservoir Dogs, why don't you tell me what really happened when he does that in that creepy voice? Was that the best take, Quentin? Um, Anyway, um, okay, yeah, here. 282 or 290 people found this interesting. It is interesting, though. Um, Sharon Stone's casting in a brief cameo as her Basic Instinct character was somewhat surprising because she and Arnold Schwarzenegger had clashed on the set of Total Recall. She was reluctant to do the cameo, but did it as a favour to Schwarzenegger, who reminded her that Total Recall had helped her career. How the hell did that go down then? She's like, I don't want to do it. And he said, well, but we didn't have your career, don't forget. I'm on Mars. Yeah. And then she just said yes. And fair play to her. Yeah. Very specific kind of reminding going on there. I have no idea how the pieces of that all fit together. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. 
But the fact that it's... I don't know, that's a bit weird. <laughs> it is weird, isn't it? It's not creepy, yeah. but it's kind of pre-creepy, yeah. It is a little bit, it is a little bit. Like, we didn't get on, but... Bring your sexiest cat, your, your evilest, sexiest character, and your fanny for our catching, for our coming of age comedy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, fair enough. Hey ho. Is there any more IMDb trivia well, bits mean, that you there's, uh... there's so, there's so, so many. Um, I mean, the, uh, there, um, let me see, there are lots of lies i mean this one again just imagine the conversation the acdc song big gun was specifically written for this movie after arnold schwarzenegger personally approached the group and asked them to write a song for it <laughs> hello put down your bass he's just come around hollywood like basically like you know just just fucking grifting, just threatening yeah. people by the sounds yeah. of it, just yeah. intimidating people into doing shit in front of his The newfound thrust of being an executive producer as well. This one's good. The merchandising people came up with some Jack Slater action figures with guns. Arnold Schwarzenegger vetoed the idea because this movie was a warmer, more cuddly action movie. Merchandising included seven video games, a $20 million Burger King promotion, a $36 million theme park ride, NASA's first paid ad in space, and a four-story inflatable (laughs) Jack Slater at Cannes. Schwarzenegger gave 40 television interviews and 54 print interviews in 24 hours, setting a new personal record. Two pieces of trivia that have been unnecessarily welded together there, but yeah, Arnie and Can. Uh, oh no, not in Can. Yeah, Arnie. Well, maybe it was Can. Arnie gave ninety-four interviews in twenty-four hours. Fucking <laughs> what the fuck? Hello. Um, yeah, incredible. But again, that's it. You know, like it's what people say about when you look at elite athletes or whatever. You know, like. Uh, uh, Kobe Bryant or whoever it is they work harder mm. they're not only better than mm-hmm. everyone else they work way way harder than everyone else as well so they just maniacally press home every advantage they possibly have yeah <laughs> but 90 interviews in 48 hours even even for like Kobe Bryant or you know whoever I think they'd be like nah I'm putting my feet up after, yeah. after 36 hours yeah. I'm, <laughs> Look, this I'm movie does sell itself a little bit. T2's just come out. You know, this it does sell itself a little bit. No, don't take the piss. Uh, yeah, can we not get F. Murray Abrams in to do a few printing things? Oh, well, um, yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, that's some, well, some killer cocaine steroids he was on in the 90s. Fucking me. Wow. I think, um, and of course, as we go with the Arnie season, as, as it unfolds, um, we will bring, of course, we'll bring in many more details of Arnie's life. And maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe we want to, we probably won't because we never do any of the things we say we're going to do other than the podcast, but um, maybe we do a, a bit of a, a World Cup of Arnie films, maybe, or maybe we do a oh, ranking. Yeah. Should we try and think, yeah, of, yeah. maybe even brackets, maybe not a full ranking, but we think of golden bits Arnie, oh, right, yeah. the best Arnie, if mm-hmm. you remember that bit from before. Mm-hmm. And then business class Arnie, then like scum class at the bottom, you know. And then we put like yeah, yeah. whatever in there, um, Hercules in New York, whoever in there. Um, yeah, all right. So, yeah, you know, good things, Arnie. And get in touch with us, you know, you're all Arnie freaks who listen to this, I imagine. Um, so, you know, 
What's your best? What's some of your golden Arnie bits? Tell us. Lovely golden Ar- Arnie bits. You know yeah. what? What uh, did you have him as a figure? In it as a figurine? Yeah, I had an Arnie figurine. Good. I did. Yeah. His big, his big face jumped off. Um, oh and there was yeah. T Terminator skeleton underneath. Again, was again, that you the know. Oversized one. No, it wasn't that big. It, it was, was just like was a little. A like, it was a little. Yeah. yeah, I remember. I remember my uncle got it for me for my fourth birthday. I think it was. Mm, I rated nice. violent children's yeah. toys um, for basically just post toddler. Um, yep. Because I remember he. I, I think he woke up on my couch on my birthday. I, I, I think like I was like, "What have you got me a present?" <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "No, I'll get you one in a bit." And then he just went to the shop and came out with a Terminator toy. And he was like, "There you go, incredible!" <laughs> like, yeah, and usually nice, you get like nice. a couple of chocolate bars and some, you know, some flowers that someone's bought from a petrol station. But you know, to to wander out and come back with an Arnie action figure, you know, in nineteen ninety one or two or whatever, that's it's uh, wonderful. Um, you know, and speaking of wonderful, you know, that's uh, I'll have to go now. Well, not have to go, but. Do some. Uh, I think I'll do the dishes while my lads are at uh, camp. They're just finishing up camp, so I've got another mm-hmm. another hour of sweet solitude before I go and get them. And uh, what are you doing? Are you have to Lucky. to bead or you? Uh, I'm going to play on the switch for a bit. I think. Oh, nice. I've got Veep going on in the background at the moment. I like to have a nice, yeah. decent comedy on the background, yeah. so I can just play my switch and then laugh yeah. at the sort of throwaway lines that you you pick up in your sort of subconscious state, you know. Yeah, laugh yeah. the night away. Yeah, good. Mavericks. Um yeah, good, right, nice one. Well, uh right mate, so we'll we'll reconvene next time and uh yeah. 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 Arnie then. Arnie season part two. I think yeah, uh, it's gonna be a, it's an Arnie July. We're declaring it an Arnie Arnie July now. It's yeah. an Arnie takeover. That's it. Yeah. Ooh, 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 chopper. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Good. And we can touch on some of the truly bizarre things he said about relations between men and women. Um, yeah, an unrepentant uh, sex man, Arnie was, is, tis was. Um, yeah. So eating is not cheating. It's one of his. Well, one of his. Was it you that lines. told me that uh, he was? It, uh, someone, uh, someone's assistant met him in a in a in a lift in, in LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he got in with a cigar, and she said to him, "Going down." And he had a big cigar on, and he just went like he said, "If you insist," in his arny way, and then <laughs> laughed for the entire duration <laughs> yes. until she got out of the lift. Yes. <laughs> Correct. I think it was Jonathan Ross who told that. So I think right. Jonathan Ross was in the lift with like his someone else. Yeah, that's right. And the woman said, "Yeah, if you, that's right," and just laughed out. How many floors? I mean, you know, I don't know. They're big buildings over there. Big buildings, yeah, aren't they? Big old scrapers. Yeah, that's what I call them. Um, but enough about And no one's sending Arnie. Yeah, yeah. But I was just going to say, no one's sending Arnie to the third floor, are they? You know, he's going all yeah. the way to the top if he's exactly. having a meeting. Yeah, yeah. You go and assemble some furniture up on the 57th floor. You know, let's, let's knack a told me this bitch. You get all the way up there and prepare the ground for Mr. Braunschweiger. Yeah. Um, right, very good. Right, well, you Lovely. know. And all the best to you, uh, friend. And and you, and also with you, Kathleen.